Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. September 24th, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelly Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you. I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you're at. It is a lovely day where I'm at. It's about 80 degrees on its way up to, I think we're supposed to get into the 90s today, and there is not a cloud in the sky. And let me tell you, I think we've done our time with the water and the moisture, and I'm so, so happy It is a low humidity day, which means a wonderful fall day. So an autumn for everyone everywhere else in the world but America. So today we're going to talk about Libra, and we might even touch on a few other topics while we're going over astrology. I want to welcome all of you who have not heard the show before. I posted on stories and Instagram, and I think maybe a few people are here from there. So welcome. Anyway, um, I generally like to teach astrology. That's really kind of the focus, but I am an intuitive astrologer, which just means when I look at a chart, the energy of the chart, how the glyphs translate to concepts strikes me and I can get information that way. And then when I'm talking to clients and talking to callers, it just kind of falls into place and my eye is drawn wherever I need to go and information kind of drops into my head about what I should be talking about. And so it can really help clarify what you're going through and uh, concepts around dynamics of relationships and things like that. So anyway, we'll talk about Libra. So Libra is the sign of balance. It's the sign of the scales, and it is an energy that is an air energy in the elements. So there's earth, air, fire, and water, and it's an air energy, which means it's mostly driven by thought and thinking and things that can go through the air. So I usually say um, air energy is something that will bring in higher understanding through the neurological system. So you can get information intuitively or in your day-to-day life. It comes through thoughts, which are a translation of energy. So um, when we look at Libra, it is ruled by Venus, the planet Venus. So she is also the ruler of Taurus, and Taurus is a sign that squares Libra. So it's kind of a little um, 
oh, I don't even know what the word is. Um, I can't even come up with the word. So it's, you know, a little pinch, so to speak. And so, you know, you've got one planet ruling two signs, each squaring each other. So that means that they don't necessarily cooperate. But that just means also that they are in different elements. Taurus is an earth sign and uh, Libra is an air sign. So the energy of Libra is the ruler of the seventh house. There are 12 houses in the chart, and it rules the seventh house of the wheel. That means that it is the top, the first house of the top half of the chart, and that's on the right side. If you're looking at a wheel, an astrology wheel, it's the right side. And it means that you're transferring from interpersonal energy, meaning one-on-one, how we exchange energy between people who are in our immediate environment, our friends, our family, and going into the we, meaning um, the collective. But it also, because it rules marriage and partnership, there is a bit of the interpersonal. But really what it's doing at the beginning of the chart, or the beginning of the top half, is it's moving from the ego self into the collective. So you're going from the lower half of the chart, the first six areas of the chart, which represents getting to understand life on earth, basically, and moving into the top half, which says, okay, now you understand you, here's how you relate to others. And it can be, I guess, interpersonal. I probably spoke too soon on that. It is somewhat interpersonal when it gets to those, uh, to the house of marriage and the house of money from marriage, but then it starts to uh, blend in as a gradient to the rest of the top half, which is much more a wider, broader sense of uh, interaction with society and culture. So um, I guess I'm getting into a pretty deep conceptual way of looking at the chart, and I don't necessarily want to do that, although those of you who have listened for a long time are like, yeah, keep going, because it gives you a little bit different perspective than what I say as, you know, the normal stuff I talk about. But the top half of the chart as you go through each one of those different houses past Libra, you get into um, more heavy-duty life purpose concepts and spiritual growth, career, life purpose with career, uh, soul group that is associated with your life purpose, and then your subconscious. So they're all fairly deep concepts when you get there. And I'm looking at the chart right now. Maybe part of the reason I'm kind of going deep is because today where I'm at here in Orlando, I just did a current chart. We have a 19 degree Scorpio rising and that puts Libra in, you know, you would think the 12th house, but it's actually in the 11th. So all the Libra planets are up there in the 11th house, which kind of probably kicked my mind off into uh, more conceptual, deeper subjects. But um, there is a total holistic way of looking at astrology, and I really enjoy that because I do think that as we go through the wheel, you build on the concepts of going through life. So when you go to the first house, it's the ego and the identity, which is the opposite sign to Libra. Of course, the ego identity rules the first half of the chart, which is the lower half, um, and it helps you understand yourself and then you learn how to live in the material world how to communicate what your place is in the family Um, you make friends you explore your creativity and then you get a job 
and you deal with other people in a healing sense or a work environment because that's the sixth house, healing and work um, and service. And then you go into the other half. So Libra is an initiating energy. It is the beginning sign for the cusp of the top half, which makes it a cardinal sign. And that is a quality. So there's cardinal fixed, and, excuse me, um, yeah, cardinal fixed immutable. So cardinal is the first of a quadrant. And that means the chart is divided into four sections. So the first of each section is the cardinal. The second of each section is the fixed. And the third is the mutable. And so the cardinal sign of Libra will initiate energy around relationships and help you to understand what they mean for you. So, you know, normally Venus ruling love, we're going to find out about our love nature, desire, femininity, um, balance, cooperation. And we'll also become more aware of our need or desire. But Libra, if you have planets in Libra, it's going to be more of a need because you chose to come to this plane of existence to explore the Libra energy. And so um, that means that you have a desire to partner with someone and to understand the dynamic of balance through other people. And I often tell people when there's Libra in your chart, you can find a third person because if you think of the scales, there is a center part that they balance on and that is the fulcrum. So a lot of times people with Libra in their chart will look for not just one person, but two, which creates kind of a tripod or a triad, and it'll help balance the two sides. So there's almost like that one person in the middle that you each kind of bounce off of energetically. So if that seems like the situation in your life, that's why. Um, also, Libra, the desire nature of Libra is to be cooperative, to be diplomatic. We express our Libra energy out through uh, diplomacy and social work. Those are two very strong areas you'll find Libra-influenced people in, um, specifically social work, because they are big-hearted people who want everyone to do well. And definitely when, and I've said this last week with the concept of putting any sign on the first house of the ego. If you uh, put Libra on the first house of the ego, that puts uh, Virgo in the 12th house of the subconscious. So there is a need to be of service subconsciously. So each sign, really their subconscious kind of harkens back to the sign before. Um, so yes, they express to the outward world what their ego is which is that sign but what their subconscious drive is is based on the sign before so if you look into that you can add that other level of intuitive knowledge for your database um libra rules money but being an air sign the air signs are like i said more conceptual so they're not really as interested in um well i shouldn't say that. everyone seems to be interested in money but the air signs are about the concept of money, the concept of desire, and the concept of love. It's all in the idea of it and how you can play with it mentally. So it isn't one of the signs that necessarily brings money in to the earth plane. But I will say this, Venus and Libra-influenced people, so also Taurus, 
have a beautiful aesthetic because Venus rules aesthetics and beauty. And so when you have Libra in your chart, you have a a sense of physical beauty that you express. And um, so that is also part of the physical material side of Libra is that it translates to the body and the visage. So anyway, um, let me see what else I can tell you about Libra. Libras have a more difficult time deciding things. And usually that is because they are capable of seeing all sides of a situation that makes them diplomatic. Um, They do seek out to find inroads to cooperation. So they're always looking to see what people have in common, which they have in common with Libra and um, probably Scorpio, or not Libra, Scorpio, uh, Leo, Scorpio. Leos like to connect and Scorpios, well, they like to merge. So anyway, um, yeah, Libra is a very beautiful energy. It's an air energy, which makes it uh, kind of a more peaceful energy. When we go through the Libra time of year, we have that Mars at 23 Virgo still today, and that is going to upset people a little bit more because Virgo is so nitpicky and meticulous. I myself have been having a couple instances in the last couple weeks of people being very particular, and it's ironic because um, I have four planets in Virgo, and definitely I look back on my life and my youth and early 20s was much more meticulous and nitpicky. But as I've gone into the development of my life, I've really been able to overcome what I see as a disease of perfectionism and perfectionism coupled with, well, I'm digressing a little bit because now I'm getting into what's going on today. So um, hopefully I gave you a little idea of what Libra is about. And then um, maybe if we have some callers who have Libra in their chart or Libra questions, we can touch on a little bit more in practical use. But um, the Mars in Virgo kind of calls my attention today because it is in the last two degrees of a direct opposition to Neptune, and it is within six degrees of a square to Jupiter. So in the last week, week and a half, we have been dealing with this Mars opposite Neptune squaring Jupiter. And that energy has been more pronounced in my life because I have all the Virgo. But I think that also gives me a unique uh, insight into telling you what it's about. And so real quick, we'll try and touch on that. And then I'll touch on um, I'll touch on getting the what it is that it means. So um, anyway, I'm sorry, I was distracted briefly. I apologize. I had a text message. Um, for my daughter. So, okay. And I have to tell you, this is really awesome. And it's also an astrological thing. So I'll share it. My daughter's chart has Gemini in the midheaven and in the house of career. She also has Saturn and Taurus in that same house. And the moon was going through there. She is with her dad in Minnesota right now. And she decided to go interview, well, apply for different jobs. And the last time she had an energy, one of the planets touching that part of her sky was late May. She got two jobs in the same day and (laughs) Friday and Monday she was interviewing like five different companies and she got so far she's at two job offers. She actually took one and she started today. So she's kind of letting me know what's going on with that. Um, I think she forgot I have my podcast, but 
um, it's pretty amazing to watch because every time she actually got two job offers so far and the moon was in Gemini triggering her Jupiter in her career house. Jupiter, if you don't know, is a planet of fortune. And so um, it's just like such a clear exclamation point on a chart. Every time that part of her chart gets triggered, she gets all these job offers. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. That was pretty cool. And so Anyway, getting back to our chart. So Mars and Virgo is going to make us more meticulous, more perfectionistic, and more aware of details, wanting to be of service, um, honestly, probably feeling more righteous in what we see things as because the analytical nature of Virgo will pick things apart. And then, um, you know, they're very convinced that that's how it is, and they are very insightful. So Virgo can truly get to the heart of the matter and really see what needs to be done. Earth signs tend to be that way. They're the very responsible sign of the Zodiac. All the So Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn. So having this meticulous, uh, critical energy directly opposite Pisces, if you have any planets in Pisces, you're going to feel like you're thwarted from taking action and from doing those things. Um, and then uh, and then having Neptune, Neptune is the planet of water, very intense energy around oceans, around any form of water. It can rule chemicals. It rules liquids, um, gas, well, not gases, but when it's combined with an air energy, it will be gas. Um, so, but really it, it is a very strong water energy that breaks down and takes away ego. Its nature is to take away the ego. And so it will break down what you see yourself as and say, no, 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 no. You separate yourself in the ego. You need to bring yourself into, into the collective, which is what Pisces and Neptune does. It brings us into the state where we feel there are no boundaries between us and other people. We are psychically connected and keyed into them. And so we are immersed in this emotional energy. It will break down. how you're part of the whole and then so these two energies opposite Virgo and I've been dealing with this is probably why it's so strong in my life right now why I want to discuss it because I believe also others have been feeling this especially earth signs and Virgos in particular um, probably Pisces it's funny all the Virgos I know have been moving and it's it's like almost every Virgo I know has moved including myself and so uh, it is an energy that wants us to get going right now because Jupiter splits the difference between the two of them. And so what it does is it acts like a referee. So Jupiter wants to expand and, uh, you know, really give an alternate view of this opposition. You have basically Jupiter in the middle with both arms out and Mars is on one side and Neptune's on the other saying, hey, guys, this is the solution. And what he's saying the solution is, is to move, to grow, and to expand. So seek out spiritual guidance, meditate, yoga, go for a walk, spend time in nature, and if all else fails, move. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to get going. So that's the message he's giving us, and that's what he brings to the table. So what Neptune brings to the table is a breaking down of whatever energy is in Virgo 
as an opposition and Mars is the energy. So Virgo and Mars and Virgo wants to take action. And honestly, I'm going to do some of my own research because my dad has it and my ex-husband has it and they both have to be hit. And I think they're both late degree Mars and Virgo. So they're in a Mars return and it's going to be very clearly shown in their lives. And my guess is there is a very strong energy of work and workaholism with this energy. So if you're a workaholic, the universe is very clearly telling you, take a break, go into meditation, go into your spirit. That's both Neptune and Pisces and Jupiter and Sagittarius. And you're getting messages from these very heavy hitting planets. Mars is a very strong planet through aggression and assertiveness, but he's going up against Neptune. He doesn't stand a chance. I'm sorry. And Jupiter Jupiter, I mean, just in the physical sense of the word, I've told this many times, but Jupiter is a thousand times the size of Earth. Just think of that for a minute. The Earth, I think, is around 25,000 miles at the biggest point around the equator. He's a thousand, a thousand times that size. You cannot tell me that we are not influenced by this in space. It's enormous compared to what we are. So the draw is very strong. Anyone, including the kids born around the turn of, um, well, let me see, 2007, actually, literally. 2007, Pluto went into uh, Capricorn. So between roughly 1997 and 2007, there was Pluto in Sagittarius. So people born in those generation, that generation in those years, have a very strong connection to Sagittarius as a collective, so a generation. And they are the people who are traveling all over the world. They don't want to sit still. They have something to contribute. Um, and for some reason, uh, and I know she's not, but Greta Thunberg coming over here, she is kind of an example of youth coming in and having something to say. Her generation has uh, Pluto and Capricorn. So she's got this very mature way of seeing things and strict strict, and very literal energy. She's also being triggered by the Libra from that point of view. Um, so that's a square to her chart. So she's getting this. She's kind of riling up people trying to make them take ownership and responsibility and doing it with the energy of Libra, of cooperation and diplomacy. So, um, yeah, I really recommend you go look at what she said to the UN if you get a chance. It's very passionate, and honestly, I agree with her. She shouldn't have to do this. Adults should be acting on behalf of the future generations, and they just have not. So I really do have a lot of hope that as these youth get stronger and get older, they are going to make enormous shifts and changes in our world for the better, and I have tremendous faith and hope in them. Um, so finishing up this, because we're running out of time, I want to take some readings. Um, we've got the moon in Leo, and it's right on my own Venus, so I'm very excited about that. It kind of gives me a little bit more uh, excitement for my career, for dealing with people and interacting, and it's just a good energy. <laughs> and then Mars, like I said, 23 Virgo, he goes in on October 5th to Libra. So we have about a week left, or a week and a half of this intense uh, trying to push for something to happen 
you know, is wrapping up a Virgo energy, wrapping up a health issue and um, something associated with either work or education. Again, it is the sign of teachers. And so health workers can be the military. It is, you know, I will say this, and I'm not a big fan of saying it, but the end degrees of Virgo is a really strong time where we can see accidents, especially with Mars involved, accidents or aggression. And righteousness, there may be some military action coming out in the next week and a half as this energy culminates before it goes into Libra. And so um, keep an eye out for that, depending on where the moon is. The moon will be in Virgo in about two and a half days. So let's see, today's Tuesday. So Friday, midday Friday, we'll have uh, moon in Virgo. And that'll last for most of the weekend. So this weekend is probably going to be an intense time, um, there could be an escalation military-wise. There could be, like I said, some type of acting out aggressiveness. But I would just say be on the lookout for that heightened uh, military action or even some kind of large accident as we go into the end degrees of that Virgo energy with the moon attached. So moon, Mars, Conjunct tends to bring a lot of people going a little bit lunatic if they have access to guns. So I'm just going to say that right now. Um, anyway, and they, it is a loner kind of energy. So if there is something that happens, they may be acting on behalf of their own ideology and not necessarily a collective agenda, maybe just, you know, a lone wolf kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of the time we live in where, you know, we see this. And then I heard there was an earthquake in Puerto Rico. I read on the news there was an earthquake in Puerto Rico. It is also energy of earthquakes, especially when the moon gets into Virgo. It will be trining Saturn and Pluto in the south node. So there's probably, let me see, it was a six and a half, 6.5. So it's probably going to be bigger as the moon gets into an earth sign and trines that as much as I would like to say trines are wonderful, you know, rosy aspects. I just think anymore, they definitely shake things up and pardon the pun, but that's probably what's going to happen going into the weekend. And so it's going to be significant, probably a significant earthquake as moon trines Saturn and Pluto. Um, also, don't forget, Pluto goes direct like October 2nd. Let me just double check or first. Now, I think it's the first. But I don't have, I've moved, I don't have my day-to-day ephemeris. And if you're new to this, an ephemeris is the book of tables and charts of where the planets are, their day-to-day positions. But my um, day-to-day planner is MIA because I have so many boxes of things and had to let other people help move me. And so they made decisions as to where those boxes went. I tried to put it aside, but I have yet to find it. So, and it's brand new. Do I even have the 2021 brand new? don't know where that is. It was right there when I was about to move. So anyway, um, yeah, so we've got all this energy going on. Pretty much most of the energy, with the exception of the moon and Uranus, are clustered around um, Libra and Cancer. Ah, Libra and Capricorn, sorry. So um, the Libra-Capricorn axis is a square, 90 degrees away, and so we're going to have friction. There's definitely friction between balance, cooperation. Um, any air signs are much more about social interactions and ideas, ideology, whereas the air signs are going to be about the practical, tangible, and also structures, um, organizations, hierarchies, systems. 
labeling, things like that, like anything that you can coordinate and sort will be part of a earth energy. So we're going to be seeing people in the Libra realm trying to get the idea across with people in the Capricorn realm and the earth energies are trying desperately to hold on to what has always been because Capricorn specifically is a really strong structure of stability uh, energy. And so it does not give up that structure easily ever. So Pluto is one of the few planets that through that sign will make a difference and it will shake it to its core. So um, just know that that's there. Uh, we're going to wrap up with the main part, but I am going to stay on for another 10 minutes taking calls. So um, those of you who get cut off, if you're listening, I'm not sure who gets cut off, whether it's uh, people just clicking in on the internet or people on the phone, but um, it will be in the archives. There will be an additional 10 minutes and please do listen in the archives. Um, and if you're leaving us, check out um, angeliczodiac.com. That's where you can get a reading from me. And then also you can check out my Learn Astrology book, which is what I put together for all of you to help you understand it. It is in ebook form right now. It's a download, either PDF or um, it'll be for like a Kindle, I believe, is the format if you have a reader. But anyway, uh, let's take a call here. Hi, 202. How are you? Hey, it's Kay. How are you doing? Are you there? Hi, Kay. Oh, yep. wow. How you been? I've been well. How have you been? I've been good. What's going on? I just wanted for you to take a look at a chart of a guy I've been seeing. It's pretty fast and furious and Ooh. intense, of course. It, <laughs> he's pretty what? I'm sorry, I missed that. I said it's moving fast, furious, and intense, of course. Oh, okay. Give me a second. All right. I'm going to ask you in a different order because it's the way my computer program works better. Where was he born? Okay. And then what was his birthday? Where? Yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Okay. And, okay, so where, what time in place? I mean, not time in place, Four. I'm sorry. Birthday in time. Okay, so the birthday is March 22nd. The time is um, 4 p.m. Okay, what year? 81. Okay, great. And you said 4 o'clock p.m.? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yay. So excited. Please. Let me make sure. Yay. Let's see here. I'm trying to get everybody's chart together. Okay. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you are. All right, what would you like to know? Um, I guess like personality and um how we look. You look pretty good. Um, you're only born a year apart, so the moon actually was only five degrees apart in that one year. I mean, so it went all the way through the signs, you know, every month. And so mm-hmm. 12 times it went around, but it ended up five degrees apart. You both have Pluto, then moon in Libra. So you've got that energy right on top of each other. His mm-hmm. Saturn is in Libra in the mid heaven. So he's someone who gets a, well, let me see. I don't know what his rising sign is. Let me check. Okay. Yeah. So his, his uh, pardon me. 
I said I think it's Virgo. Virgo on the rising. Mm-hmm. Um, not according to what I have. He's oh no, I take it back. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he's got Virgo rising, which puts his mm-hmm. Libra in the second house of money and love. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he can have major upheavals around relationships that, um, mm-hmm. and I will tell you why, and you both have this energy, but you express it through your career. And so your career mm-hmm. can take major twists and turns that will shift your life for good. He has that around money and he has it around love. And so mm-hmm. they may even combine, but both of you, love um mom is at the heart of it so your relationship mm-hmm. with your mothers is where you get this so the psychology how you interact generationally and even your psychology is very much wrapped up in what you need for nurturing the dynamic with your mothers and you both express it the same way like you two are fairly i mean i don't know if you've talked to him about his mom but there's like a lot of yes, twin energy about how mm-hmm. like you both have the same thing going on so that's definitely a connection you both have neptune only two degrees away from each other in sag um mm-hmm. his rising sign squares your rising sign so everything in his mm-hmm. chart it's like in tandem but not and i don't know how to mm-hmm. explain it other than his the way it expresses is in a house that squares where it expresses for yours but you still mm-hmm. have the same energy. It's just showing in a different area of his life than it is in yours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and how um, your, your Mars. Oh, go ahead. Partnership. Partnership. Well, um, bonding through that love aspect and also your, his Neptune in your first house means that you have like, an idealization of him around travel and expansion and um, spirituality. Like there's a connection, Mm -hmm. you bond over spiritual ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. That falls in his house, a home and family. And so there may be a need for him to always be on the go. And he he really idealizes like the, the on the go energy. And so family may have been more transient for him. He may have moved Mm -hmm. more times in his youth than you did. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how he sees home. He identifies Mm -hmm. home with that moving. And so, um, that's in your first house. So his constant moving resonates to you as a person and how, how you see yourself as an individual. And so Mm -hmm. there's probably like, let's, let's just pick up and go. And that that's fun and exciting to you. And you feel like you're expressing who you are when you do that. And he resonates to that too. And honestly, Mm -hmm. having Neptune in the fifth house for him is home and family. And if you're looking for something that, like when I look at people who end up together long, long-term, it's mm-hmm. the house of marriage and partnership, the second house of love um, and the house of home and family are usually the ones that are triggered. And since he mm-hmm. has Neptune in home and family, you do too. He kind of idealizes you as a member of his family. He gets, he, like he brings you in as that member. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, his yeah. his Saturn is in Libra, so it makes him want to partner up. But that's also part of um, how he expresses in your house a career. So um, his Saturn Jupiter in your career house can actually add to what you get from a career. And mm-hmm. let's see, your your Saturn falls in his first house. So um, right now Mars is triggering your Saturn in his first house, which means that um, it's really making him like it's taking him to task 
It's making him yeah. <laughs> own up to his behavior and yeah, where what he's so doing right. and what actions he's taking. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but the other one other thing without spending much more time because I'm running out of time, I want to get to a couple other callers. Um, his Pisces is, let's see, his Venus and your Mercury are in the same sign and your Sun are in the same sign. So that's the Pisces energy. Uh, he has a mm-hmm. late when was that you or him? Let me look. Okay, he has a lady yeah, he's in Pisces. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he ra- he's wrapping, with women, he's wrapping up this merging energy, and he's in this lifetime. This is part of what his story is, is that he really identifies with the feminine energy, but he's also mm-hmm. trying, and he came in to really move the engine forward into the masculine dynamic. So his sun mm-hmm. is at two degrees Aries and his Mars is at four degrees Aries. So that sun mm-hmm. Mars in Aries energy makes him very much like I'm a man, but he's still in the back of his mind is like, oh, I just need that woman back there supporting me. I really understand mm-hmm. her and I really value her. And he gets, because Venus at the last two degrees of Pisces means that person's gone through lifetime after lifetime of bringing that energy through all of the chart, all of the Zodiac experienced every version of love and now gets mm. true love, like agape love, like un- universal unconditional love of women. Yeah. But he also yeah. wants to express his masculine nature and be the man. And so his chart um You've got Saturn in Virgo. You can be really meticulous and, um, like, exacting to him, and that means mm-hmm. that it could put him off at times. But you also have mm-hmm. a loving nature. So he's, he, he resonates to your Pisces. He kind of rejects a bit your Virgo because your Mars and his Mars are in conjunct and not a happy aspect. So he yeah. doesn't want to be told what to do the way you always tell him what to do. And that will probably mm-hmm. always be a dynamic with the two of you. And I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know that right now straight up that your Marses are a little conflicting or a lot, mm-hmm. depending on what importance is. But, yeah, he definitely resonates to your chart. But I would say he is very much about um, the mother issues that he's trying to bring to you. And mm-hmm. he does feel really good. I'm not going to kid you. Like, it feels really good to be around him. But mm-hmm, Neptune in Sagittarius is also a person who, and you are, the, you have that too, who wants to um, be on the go and he may not settle down uh, long term. You know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. if, he, if he settles down, it will be there, but then ultimately he'll probably move on too. And um, anyway, if you ever want a reading um, privately, I can give you much more. And I think that's been a lot too anyway. So I hope totally. that helps. Thank you. Okay. Well, it's good talking to you again. Yeah, take care. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, let's take 561. Hi, 561. Who is this? Hi, this is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. What you up to today? Uh, Trying to figure myself out. (laughs) Everything has been... Okay, let me just make sure. I'm the Sag. December 72? December 16th. 16th. Mm -hmm. So you're just trying to figure, that's our that. You're trying to figure yourself out? (laughs) It seems like everything right now is stagnant and I'm moving, but it's like nothing is moving. And I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on is Mars at the last degrees of Virgo, wanting to move, wanting to move, but still opposing the energy of uh, Neptune and Jupiter. It's like, even though it's starting to clear the energy a bit, it's still in an opposition to um, 
to Neptune. And Neptune is just like, no, hold up. And also I will tell you, Neptune retrograde is also rather stagnant at times. And um, probably he goes direct the end of November. So November is going to be just like chill out, you know, at the end of the year, really until we get to December, nothing's going to happen. Um, Jupiter <sighs> goes into Capricorn in December and Neptune will be retrograde till like three days before that. So once you hit December, you're like, boom, okay, things are moving. But right now, yeah, it's very much like, oh, I can't take it. Yeah. And also I tell you what else will help is Mars getting into Libra. So you're wrapping up the story about me and what I want to do, and you're getting into the collective, into the joint ventures, and into more ideas. So really what's going to open up until November for you is going to be the mental aspect of things. Mars will hit your Pluto. It'll hit Uranus for you. And I will not kid you, Mars, when it goes into Libra, will be in conjunct to your moon, which has Uranus on it. And all that just means that um, Uranus retrograde on your moon at the midheaven is also slowing you down because Uranus direct is quick action and Uranus retrograde is slowing down and thinking things over. And that's on your moon. And your moon at the midheaven, literally five degrees off the middle of the chart at the top. So, yeah, there are a number of things in your chart slowing you down. Saturn just went direct. That'll help. But Saturn's on your Jupiter. And that means restriction around freedom. So, um, yeah, the end of the year, that's what you're aiming for, okay? And try not to fight it because when you fight it, you just bring more of it. It's like a Chinese finger finger. Um, what is it? it? It has little things that the more you pull, the tighter it is. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's it's a little tube you put each finger in and then you pull and then you can't get it out. You have to relax or something. So that's what it's about. You have to just chill out till the end of, till the end of November. Okay. I'm crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I know it is. But yeah. Um, your Jupiter on Neptune. Jupiter is um, going to be. Let me see. No, it's not exactly on it. It's actually coming up on your Sun. So play is what the universe is asking you to do. You want to play and you want to chill out about relationships too with Neptune in your eighth house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now you're starting to see more clearly what it is about relationships and commitment that isn't always in your best interest. But um, later today it will be better too, because the moon will be in your first house right now. It's two degrees off of your rising sign. So you're about to have the moon in the first house, which always makes you more personable and happy. And I think, There are good things coming in, but, yeah, Mars in Libra will happen October 5th, and then it'll be on uh, right near the sun and go into your house of communications and out of the house of money. So that'll probably feel a little bit less stressy for you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right. You're welcome. My pleasure. Good talking to you. Okay, let's take 602 in the last three minutes, and I'll try and do it without getting cut off. Hi, 602. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Who is this? This is Evelyn. Evelyn, have you called before? No. Okay. It's going to be real quick. I'm just letting you know. But um, if you give me where you were born, I will put that in real quick, and then we can do your chart. Oh, that would be uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon? Yes. Okay. There we go. Say S A S K E. Saskatchewan. Let's see how close I can get. <laughs> It'll put it in for me. Hey, I got it both right. What do you know? And the birth date? 92658. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
Yeah, what time were you born? I, you know what? I really don't know. Do you know morning, evening, noon, midnight, anything like that? I thought it was more the morning time. Okay, I'll give you a sunrise chart. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see what we have. Oh, hang on a second. I've got to click this other chart to make sure I've got the right ones. I'm going to run out of time, but um, hang on. Yeah, I've only got like one minute. So what can I tell you real quick? Struggling with my career. Career. Okay. Um, let's see. Saturn, Sagittarius, Jupiter on Sagittarius. You're getting in. You need to be moving. You need to be outdoors. You need to be doing something like nature. Um, I'm trying to think. Musician, comedian. Um, yeah, something like outdoors and nature, like a ranger. Uh, yeah, Sagittarius. It's just succinctly a teacher. You could be a professor or a teacher or someone who teaches something. But you need to get out and about and move about. That's what you're good at. Training, training or education. Um, those kind of things. Uh, and it's coming in. Jupiter is only two degrees away from your Saturn. You are getting it, but communication is 